0: You are entering the Shungite Zone. This is the Shungite Radio Show produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to Shunga Reality. It is May 9th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins, and with me right now is uh, Mark Joseph and Walt Silva. Did Derek get here yet? He's on his I way.
1: Just got here. Yep. i just.
0: Made- oh, okay. <laughs> he just made it. Good timing. All right. So, um, hi, everybody, and how are we all doing? Uh, Derek, he, he, you just got there. You need a bre- break here, her breath?
1: Uh, yeah. No. Um, I was handing my coffee as I walked in. No, it's just traffic issues. Was all in construction stuff like that. Um, that kind had me just turn around on the road. So, nothing too exciting.
0: Okay. And Mark, you weren't here last week, so I'm imagining you've got a large list, <laughs> a long list.
2: Yeah. Hey everybody. Morning. Uh, more or less. Got got some stuff to to bring up here and there. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And my friend, Walt. Walt. Hello there. Good to be back with your group. Yeah. Yeah. So um, where would we like to start? There's so many things that are are happening. I mean, it's like. Well, Derek, where, where would you like to start? You did the show last night. You want to give them a brief how they can listen to it? Did you put it up? I was confused. Was it on a video? I know.
1: It's getting a little confusing. The only way what we're talking about, everybody, is Chrono Not Chronicles podcast I was on. And it's on video, but only on YouTube. Um, Other than that, it goes up just like um, all our other podcasts that uh, Cosmic Reality supports. They go up on just about every podcast platform out there, and they're just audio. But we do have – I won't get too much into this because I don't have too much to tell you – Podcast 2.0 capabilities with our podcast, which is why, and nobody knows listening um, to us that anything changed because, of course, it's just audio. But behind the scenes, we have other capabilities, and those will slowly expand. For example, um, we're taking donations for one thing, but really the fun for us is showing, like during a podcast, we'll have the capability of inserting a graphic at certain times. So if Walt talks about a device, boom, we're going to have it up on screen, things like that. Um, and that'll be in the future. But um, uh, I'm talking about what you were just asking between me. I didn't, uh, no. Go ahead. No,
3: you, he's, he's, yeah. uh, go ahead, Walt. No, I'm just asking the spelling. Is it chrononaut? Is it like C-H or with a K? Because I can't find them on YouTube. Yep, and I'm glad you said that because there's probably a bunch of other people struggling. So <laughs> it's with a K.
1: Yeah, it's a kind of a play of words. So K-R-O-N-A-U-T and then chronicles. And there's not much on YouTube because I don't even know if you got it up there. So really chrononotchronicles.com is where people want to go, and the archives are there. Um, I don't, again, I don't know that really anything, but a promo is on YouTube itself. But if you type in Chrononaut Chronicles with a K, um, every podcast platform has it, and there's probably five or six episodes now. We talk about um, everything from, again, they got a little bit into AI. Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't in a lot of the conversation last night just because we had five of us there, um, so it kind of limits each of us. But we're we're all over the place like before. It's um, talking rocks and gems and crystals to metaphysical stuff. Um, I don't know, Nancy. What was there anything that caught your attention? We talked about. I don't know much you heard of it.
0: Um. Well, I was. I, I had to laugh when he was talking about the peridot or peridot, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. and, and he was so. He seemed to be really intrigued with it. I'm not sure which one was talking. And uh, I've worn a peridot ring. Jeez, I think it's the, well, it's one of the rings I've worn the longest. And it's because the key to me with uh, peridot is that it enhances everything else. Anything else, you, you any other mineral or, or crystal that gets within the range of the, the peridot actually is enhanced. So that's why I, you know, but it, it tickled me that he was, you know, like I say, it's probably been on my ring, my hand for 25 years. <laughs>
1: yeah, he had a big old chunk that was on lava rock. Um, for those, for listeners, um, we're talking about a, a green, a really pretty light green. Um, it's, I guess, it's crystalline, I believe. Um, it yeah. Grows, yeah, it grows on lava and there's they come small, so you're not going to get a real big piece. I mean, maybe a half inch across is going to be the largest that I've seen come through mystical wares. I get a lot of it. Usually it's really small, fine stuff. But anyway, um, yeah, they were talking about it was Bill um, uh, William Strutner that was talking about that. He's the, the main host of the show that had brought that up. Um, I, it, it, gr- it
0: grows on lava. Is that right? Because I didn't even <laughs> know where it came from.
1: Underground. Underground so show, lava 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 things like that. and then it gets.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, Thank I'll you. try to find an image, throw it up in chat or something. Um, I don't have anything else. We can go anywhere any of you want to go in the podcast today because I don't know that I have any new announcements I can put out just yet.
0: Okay, we could go to Mark, but I, I think I'm going to cover what I want to cover because Walt and I were just talking about it before you guys got on the line. Um, okay, so Mark sent me a video. YouTube from uh, dark journalists talking to uh, Farrell uh, Joseph Farrell and to put up on radio 5g so I listened to this thing and I mean I've now I've listened to it three times because it was so full of mm, confirming information I would say um, and the one that I'm going to play right now. I want to play this for you, and then we're going to talk about it because it it relates directly to Shanghai. Okay, so I'm going to go, and it's only, it's uh, just under five minutes. So just just take that five minutes and listen to it.
4: What we may be seeing is aspects of science that became known... And started to be experimented with in the very first days of electricity. In other words, Michael Faraday, Ben Franklin, you know, all these people that are doing experiments with electricity. Uh, I think by by the time of the Manhattan Project, you have people asking questions that are getting dangerously close. One of them being David Bohm. Oh right, uh, David Bohm is a very important figure because he was honest enough to say what was on everybody else's mind.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think I think by the time of the Manhattan Project, uh, you've you've got a bunch of scientists that realize, oh, we we are just skimming the surface. Wow, incredible. I, I will give a hint too. Oh, yeah. You. I, Bohm is the physicist, as you know, the famous quantum physicist that was involved in plasma research. Oh, and I've mentioned this in my books before. I have mentioned him again. Mm-hmm. I give out these little clues, and people don't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> Um, We've seen that a few times (laughs) uh, Yes Um, I did did the cosmic war Which allowed me to, to Go as close As I dared At the time And what did I do in the cosmic war I talked about plasma cosmology Throw out the big bang folks Oh yeah Oh yeah Why What did Bohm say? What did he do? Well, Bohm noticed that plasmas behave very peculiarly. Mm -hmm. When he attempted for the Manhattan Project to insert electrical probes into a plasma to, to determine what was going on, what happened, the plasma built an electromagnetic sheath around the probe. Oh. Bohm's response was, oh, my God. It's acting like it's alive. Oh, wow. Why? Because the plasma responded exactly as your body or my body does to the introduction of a virus or a germ or a pathogen. It walls it off and mm. creates a membrane around it so that it does not enter or affect your body. That's exactly what plasmas do. And here's the bad news. He wasn't the only one noticing weird things happening in plasmas that resemble life. Now I want you to stop and let that soak in. Mm. Um, 99% of all matter in the universe is not solid, liquid, or gas. It's plasma. So, in other words, the physics that Albert Einstein, Isaac Newton, euclid galileo copernicus and so on have been doing is the physics of one percent of the matter in the universe
2: Hmm. the
4: other 99 percent is a very very different matter and i'm deliberately punning on all the possible meanings of that word now stop and remember something else What's the ancient Egyptian religion tell you? It tells you that stars are alive. Oh, right. What are stars? They're big hot balls of plasma.
0: Okay, as soon as I heard this particular part of his presentation, it made me think of what I called very soon after I started looking at it, the plasma ball that hit the Shungite field in February uh, 21st of 2020. Now, I just put up in chat a promo for the show, one of the first shows that we did uh, regarding the plasma ball because it was videotaped from a security camera. And you can see that it they initially were calling it a meteorite but it's not because there's no tail it's a big ball of blue light and then it goes over and right over the shungite field and i know this for a fact it exploded um i know it because we have people that are right there in Shunga, this village, well, it's more like a city, not a town, of Shunga. They're right there. And it took three days for them to get back to us that, yes, it actually exploded right over the Shanghai field. Doesn't it make you think of a miniature Tunguska event? Yes, but no, no, not at all. Not at all, really. Um, but the fact that you have a interpretation by Farrell, which absolutely would jive with what I feel and think, um, that you go, okay, so what was in this plasma ball? What was this energy that hit the Shungite? That as soon as it hit the field, we could detect a massive change in the output of energies from Shungite worldwide immediately after it was hit, what what happened what was the what was that energy and now we're getting an idea of what it is because it was some kind of a live substance that okay i'm a remote viewer and when this happened i did remote view it unfortunately the way that i set it up i was actually under the uh, explosion so i got there to see it, I said, "Show me where it hit or exploded." You know, and boom, I'm there. And all of a sudden, there's all this blue plasma. It was like drops of plasma that were coming down and hitting the shungite bed. In the, you know, in this area that I was in, the shungite is just laying on the top of the ground, and it w- it was hitting it. But you know, let's say you have got a, a drop of of water, okay, and you hit something. Well, the water should, you know, kind of disperse over the rock and just, you know, type of thing. But that's not what it was doing. Um, It was just kind of like, and it wasn't landing like it was landing hard. It was like, like I I, I, I see the silver imbuing the Shungite. It was the same sort of thing because I kept saying, gosh, look around for some blue blue crystalline stuff that just happens to be there but I realized after thinking about it and then going and taking another look it wasn't it you couldn't find the blue sitting on top of it because it would hit the shungite and it would like permeate through the shungite so this puts a whole new twist on where we are with shungite and its effects because the date is so important. It was 21 February 2020. Within 10 days, they started locking us down because of this COVID thing. And it also is uh, a perfect representation of what the Hopis were calling the blue star Kachina. And they said that when you see the, the celestial, the blue the blue light, or blue, I think they said blue star, the blue star in the heavens coming from the heavens something to that effect out of the heavens um, it marks the, the uh, end of the old age and the beginning of the new age and ten days later the old reality was gone never to come back. so I just wanted to to throw this out there you guys and you know get your intuitions and your you know 3d very educated minds to tell me what you guys are thinking. Well, that light is
3: obviously a living being and the living being f- found the best vehicle all- around, which is the body of Shanghai, because with the fullerines, uh, the the amount of stuff you can put in Shanghai is unlimited. There's no, there's no limit to all that because, because of the fullerine, because of that structure, so it, it knew where it was going, it knew what it was going to do, so it is a living being. Aren't we Ourselves, plasma beings, I mean, once we get past the physical, and, uh, and Derek can back me up or can refute me because he has the capability of seeing and feeling energies, okay, we, we are possessed of a physical matter-made body, but that's just one of the 12 bodies in the in the different layers of, of embodiment that we have because you have the etheric body, you have the astral body, You have the spiritual body. So these are layers of different densities of plasma. So
1: (laughs) that's interesting you brought that up, Walt, um, because I I agree, of course. And what I was going to point out is in the bottom left image for those to get a view this and I'll describe it. But Nancy shared an image in the chat room, which is why it's wise to always go in the live chat when you can listen to these podcasts. Um, One, two, three, four image four, bottom left. Look at the blue plasma ball. Doesn't it resemble the the reflection, I don't know, the hue of a Merkaba? Yeah. Kinda, okay, yeah, an energy container, just like a C60 molecule holds, in in my way of terming things, certain frequencies. Not everything just gets to do that. You have to be aware of it. So I was looking at those images when she shared it back. Let me bring it up again now. Um, but, yeah, if you zoom in, everybody, and you can look at this later – it's shared online too, but if you see in there, you see the whole merkaba or merkaba, depending on how you want to um enunciate it uh kind of floating there in the sky and uh, I agree with both of you um as far as um you know you can loosely call it an entity but really a a a group that would come in to activate and but I'll tell you it just yes this young got activated. But it's one of those energy tools that the user needs to be aware of. So it's a Swiss Army knife, not just, you know, a pocket knife sort of thing. And I mean knife in the, in the sense of tool. Um, it's not a weapon. So and then it, so it gave it more options for those that realize, hey, there might be a toothpick in this knife. Or, you know, um, weird analogy. But there's more um, to it now, uh, which is a whole activation thing. So, yeah, we
0: were – t- go ahead. I'll, t- I'll take it a little farther. Okay, because I think that it that we've talked about the sentience of Shungite. Well, I think it was an upgrade in the sentience, the the cosmic knowledge that's in Shungite. I think it's increased exponentially. Because if, if this is what they're saying is that this is a a plasma ball consciousness is 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 contained within the plasma ball he goes into i put the link up i recommend everybody i mean i've listened to it three times and i'm going to listen to it again because he does he's a he's a hint dropper and when he gets into it he's talking more and more about different let's say uh examples of the sentience of plasma and i agree with what walt said and what you agreed to is that you know we are i mean What's the difference between a toroidal field and a plasma ball? Isn't it the way we're looking at it? <laughs> Isn't it all plasma? Is the quantum field a plasma ball? Are we living in some live organism that just, you know, in 2020 sent us another version of itself that upgraded this, the, 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 the Shanghai unbelievably and everything else? Because this this color here that we're talking about that you pointed out, is the same one that was on the uh, claw of Rosie, the dragon, you know the the three D dragon that you made. Uh, um, the three oh, D printer. That's right. That's right. You remember that picture? I got Actually, to go I saw ahead. that dragon yesterday. It's odd to even mention that synchronicities. Well. Rosie's sitting here on top of the Hoponapono resonator from Walt, which is interesting because that's in the picture too. Um, she's sitting up there, and I I I say this that 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 combination is like the most influential energy device I have in this house, and this this whole yard is an energy device. And but again, there's that blue associated with it. So yeah, I um I I just think that um I I think that that it was much more of an event than even I understood at the time.
2: Mark, what are you thinking? Is he here? Let me get to the mute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um so there I was going to try to find the reference, but Robert Temple, the guy who wrote about the Sphinx and the uh, Dogon tribe from decade, decades back, um, he wrote something about, um, and Waltz talked about this in the other shows, cause uh, plasma clouds living sort of in between space and uh, here being alive, like pla- some kind of a. Uh, um,
3: Oh, you are talking about the sylphs, the living beings yeah, that live it. in the atmosphere? Yeah, those are plasma beings.
2: Okay, let me put the link in the chat later or in a bit and then like cuz he's he's this is a new book he's been promoting in a bunch of podcasts and um um yeah, just just connecting it to that and um so the the the, the Dr. Farrell um clip the new book is out as far as the three pyramid books into one, the revisited book. But the new book he keeps talking about that's coming up is going to be out in August at uh, Adventures Unlimited Press. Um, but that just goes back to how, what you guys talk about in the other show of of uh, consciousness creating the universe, the self-aware universe kind of thing. And um, that we're all pieces of source. And then Alex Collier, of course, covered that... Uh, on, on his um, uh, web- webinar last week. Um, yeah, that's all I have to add on that.
3: Well, which brings to, I mean, this this uh, argument has been ro- rotating, has been circling around for the longest time, but nobody seems to pay much mind to it. Nobody seems to take it seriously. There's a, a, another subject that was brought up in that uh, video that Nancy sent me the fact that the old Euclidean model of the universe sees the universe as this very intricate, very complex mechanism, with the functional word being mechanism that it's a, it's it's dead like a watch or a clock, and it's it's just very smartly designed, but it's if essentially it's just a it's a, just a lump of dead matter working together to look very smart, look very complex, but that's all it is. That's the Euclidean model, where the universe is just a complex mechanism, where the truth is otherwise. The truth is the universe is a living being. It's It's not a mechanism. It's not a clock made of gears and winding and all that. No, we have been gypped, we have been fooled into believing that the the universe is just a dead mechanism that's just winding itself to until the death of entropy and then it off is off because that's it. It's everything's dead. There's no more energy. No, we have been sold that. We remember. It's it's like I I know I sound very repetitive, but it bears repeating. I bring always bring up the subject of. The mentality of the, of the peace people as opposed to the mentality of the present day human, the present day human still believes and they still worship death. And they're always focusing on on dead things, whereas the Bedroots never focused on, de- on death because they accepted that there was eternal life in nature and that you leave this body and you come back in another life, in another body. So there is no death but we were sold we we have been moved into an a, a different direction where everything's dead and it's just it's a miracle that we are even functioning at all because you know trees are dead and rocks are dead and every everything is dead and it's just just a miracle that we have we have the ability to think and we use it to say very stupid things <laughs> but that's uh they brought up a valid point Stop interpreting the universe as a as some kind of fancy mechanism. It is not a fancy mechanism. It is a living thing because first off it's like they're saying ninety percent of the universe is plasma. What is plasma if it's not energy? Well, living energy because that's this is another subject that Nancy has brought up so many times. is' like somebody please answer the question what is energy anyway <laughs> they they tell you what it does they tell you what it doesn't do they tell you that you can uh, you can't destroy it and you can't create it you can only transmute it change it in form okay thank you for giving me that information but what is it nobody tells you what is it Do you have a? Does somebody have a like a super complete, concise answer?
0: They have plasma. (laughs) You you, you know, but it it gets even, you know, I mean, okay. When I did that remote view, now I'm looking at the pictures you guys are looking at, I'm hoping, the ones where you see the, the security camera, you know, having all this. But think of me underneath the explosion. It's 200 miles away from Shunga. Uh, so I'm underneath the the explosion, right? And that was a mistake in the remote viewing, the way that I programmed it. I said, you know, take me to where Well, they did right on underneath the dang thing. so then i I backed out of the remote and I said, okay, let's do this again. <laughs> let me let me get away from it so I'm not engaged in it so that I can see what's happening. And so I'm there now. Even farther away than the in the in that picture, the fourth picture. I'm farther away and looking back at what's happening. All right, and I'm not on the ground anymore. I am suspended in midair. Easy to do in a remote. Okay, so I'm looking at this thing. No, I take it back. I was on the ground. My feet are on the shungite. Oh, interesting. Okay. Anyway, big field. is a big, big field. But I'm I'm looking at this thing, and I. When you're in a remote, time is your yours to control, and so you can stop time, stop the projection. Let's say and reverse it and go back. And I was doing that in order to try to find the source of this blue plasma. And what happened was the okay, so it stops the the explosion. You know, now becomes a blue ball again. It starts moving away from me and as as this is happening i kind of look more off into the distance and i honestly thought i was going to see some kind of an et ship out there and instead what i saw was a face the whole sky opened up into this face and it was a male face and i said at the time if i had to name what i was looking at i would say it was the face of god so i knew that whatever had happened had not been within the concept of a mechanical universe that thought one of the key key rules of cosmic reality is you know anything that's coincidence or synchronicities it's thought and action you cannot have an event without a thought behind it so then i'm looking at this and i'm realizing okay so somebody thought this into existence but it didn't correlate with any real science that i knew it wasn't a comet it wasn't a meteorite it was like a plasma ball and it didn't do any damage And we had this huge upgrade in the Shanghai right after it. But the most important thing was, you know, the statistical numbers that would be there to say that a meteorite strike that happened 2.5 million years ago has been followed by another strike over the same 800 square miles, 1,000 kilometers square miles. What are the chances of that? What You don't, I can't even imagine it, you know? So now I'm looking at it and I'm saying, okay, so, yes, there's been an upgrade, not just in the energetic, energetic, I mean, the energetic uh, movements of the Shanghai because of this, that's creating a greater field. It's a sentient being. It's, it's, it's sentience has come up. I think if you you just start, if we start working with Shanghai even more, we're going to find that it's going to connect us to information. Because, again, part of what Farrell was saying, again, synchronicities, Farrell says something, it trips something in my mind. And I go, you know, yes, he drops clues. And some of us do pick up on it. We just don't write books and he doesn't listen to cosmic reality. (laughs) (laughs) because it's we're all in it together and where did the first clue come from the first clue came from david bohm and tesla they put that out there time doesn't exist and then you know somebody gets to the same frequency the same harmonic (laughs) um, and boom all of a sudden you're getting the same information and you think Oh, we must have got this from the cosmos. Maybe you got it from a human being. Put it out there in the collective consciousness of human beings.
3: Well, we, I wish somebody had. We a, had an, yeah. an expert uh, on plasma on stuff because then I could ask some questions. In the in my machine upstairs, the machine that does uh, that's a Likowski multiple way of oscillator. Uh, it used to use a spark gap in order to produce the necessary voltages to power the, uh, the two antennas. In order to get rid of the Spark app, which is so annoying and so noisy, I ended up replacing it with a neon, neon tube that I had made decades ago for the uh, Rife machine that I assembled back in New York. The tube has uh, a percentage of argon and a small percentage of neon. So, when the when the the gas gets lit by a high voltage, you get you you get a a single a single color like a like a pink color, because a neon is supposed to be orangey type, an argon is like bluish, but when this thing gets energized, it looks pinkish. But what I did is, a, a Derek sent me one. time. I, I remember some time ago he sent me a glass tube that contained uh shungite particles not fine enough to be shungite uh, powder but uh very very fine shungite pellets i mean like uh, like little pellets of shungite and i i thought well what well, what would happen if i strapped this tube of shungite onto this neon tube so when i i strapped the tube on top of the glass tube that has the gas and when I power it on, something interesting happens. Instead of getting the single color of pink, because now the gas is being energized by the, the spark, uh, the, actu- the gases actually begin to separate, and, and the gas that's in direct or closest to touching the uh, shungite tube is greenish, and the rest of the gas is pink which is below that one. So it actually, for somehow, somehow some reason, some way, the Shanghai is separating the gases.
0: Now, quick, get me a plasma expert to explain this. <laughs> well, you know, this is very strange because one day, and this was years ago, I think it was probably, I would say, 16, maybe 17, but years ago. Um on a YouTube video for cause, uh, Shanghai show the Shanghai show, there was a man he said and he identified himself as a quantum physicist, and he said that, I just want you to know that everything you're saying is true, and in quantum physics we call it blah blah and plasma physics. And I didn't, until I saw, I saw, started listening to Farrell, I was going, that's what he said to me. That it's, it, you know, so there's physicists out there that are working on this that know, <laughs> you know, maybe they're working in this shungite too. We don't know where the science is taking us because Derek did put up a, a, a whole list of uh, research, um, uh, shungite facts, FAQ. Uh, MysticalWares.com. You can get to it, and there's a whole slew of scientific reports that are just amazing on the C60 and Shungite. Uh So there's a lot more science that's going on behind the scenes, and you know, hopefully they they we see the because all they're doing is confirming what we have been seeing, just by doing our own science, our own research, our own observations. And those of all the people that have experienced the Shungite environment. Derek, I I know that in your place, you've got a whole lot of other things besides the Shungite. But do you have a good number of people who are just really kind of dedicated to Shungite?
1: As far as customer wise, you mean?
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, are people as fascinated with it as I am? (laughs) Oh, yeah, big time. And they come in asking,
1: not even knowing this is like the Shungite place, um, knowing that or asking that questions all the time and being led to it and and not just brought from us or anything. So, again, just, you know, average people that don't follow us. No, it's a big time thing. That's why we have such a huge section dedicated and um, still other things we can't talk about yet that will be out in the media um, about us and the Shungite. That happened here recently we're about a month out from announcing that but no there's a reason a lot of people are drawn to shungite um yeah and it is local too so that happens quite a bit
0: yeah because um if you're not on the shungite bandwagon you might want to be because it's just gets more magical and more magical as we go along oh, but i, I did I did want to share that with you guys, because to me, it was like, oh, wow. And I love looking at these pictures. I still got them up on my screen. That was such a magical time. And well, and then we turned into the nightmare of COVID. (laughs) You know, getting out of the old world. Is uh, not as easy as it sounded. The end of the old world. Well, that old world is still hanging around, giving us grief. You know, it's like I want. It's like I've I've stepped in dog shit and I want to get it off my shoe. I keep wanting to kick it off. You know that type of thing. Let's get on with a new reality. So getting getting to get rid rid of of the old old reality. Yeah, yeah. it just keeps hanging around. So. um okay so we did that and uh where would you like to go now
1: did you want to jump to
0: mark to jump to mark mark
2: yeah uh um, yeah. hopefully the background music isn't uh interfering but uh i sent everybody or mo- most people uh and posted in the in the facebook group the cliff high discovering shunga maybe i could play that clip it's about i don't know, close to 10 minutes is that okay
3: Oh, sure. I want to hear what you have to say.
2: Yeah, me too. Okay, let me see. Uh, Okay, so uh, I've got these um, EMF
5: meters, electromagnetic uh, field meters. Uh, Some are what are known as trivalent, uh, some are uh, single-use, some are highly sophisticated and attached to uh, what's known as scoping gear. Um, In the... um, in the hacking trade, right? It's sort of like um, a lot of hackers, like myself, are paranoid, and so you want to know are you being spied on, right? So, scope and gear allows you to check out uh, extraneous, weird EMF, you know, um, uh, this kind of thing, looking for people that might have planted bugs in your devices, or you know, your car or whatever. <coughs> or be spying on you electronically by some other means in a frequency that you wouldn't necessarily um, know to look for. Such so, so most people would, or you can easily find um, any spy gear that checks for, you know, um, you know, is your Wi-Fi being probed, that kind of thing, right? Is your house system being hacked by this particular means? Anyway, though, so I've got some fairly sophisticated EMF meters, and I was... Um, Checking into a in, well, sort of related uh, issue. Had a um, EMF meter. It was checking all of our uh, radiant uh, EMF exposure in our house. Just I do this periodically, usually about once a month. Go through the whole house to me- just to make sure there's, you know, nothing that's been planted in that sense, but also that there's nothing new in the sense of uh, electromagnetic uh, radiation exposure. Right. It's good to know this shit. Anyway, um, we've got, um, uh, you know, uh, some areas of uh, high fields uh, around microwaves, around computers, and so on. And uh, these three value meters attempt to express three different variants in terms of the magnetism field exposure, the electric electrical field exposure, and then uh, the combined exposure, and it wants to do all three of these uh, and provide you with a single number. Usually something like millivolts all the way up through volts, expressed as millivolts all the way up through volts uh, per meter. And um, I've got one that's fairly fairly sensitive. You can move it from uh, the focal point of the uh laptop screen uh i don't know millimeter and it'll uh it'll show that it'll register that uh drop in radiative frequency at that uh level um very very acute anyway so i'm using some of these meters checking some other stuff out and ran across uh pieces of this uh, material and um I had had a, and I was just checking this stuff because of the rumors about it, right? And so I had had this stuff lying around, messing with it, uh, doing all kinds of electrical things, and had intended to see if the electrical properties referenced to this were factual. And indeed they are. And here's the thing. The material is shungite, okay, which is this um, rock out of a particular area in Russia that is, um, Meteor rock has, and it also has fullerene's in it, which is like um, carbon sixty. It's it's the same material as carbon sixty. It's just locked up into the rock, and rigid, and so on. Uh, The rock is used for water filtration. It's really good. It changes your electrical balance and all different kinds of good stuff. And there were, you know, healing frequency claims for it. This sort of thing. One of the things I was investigating was that it appeared. Uh, from some of the descriptions of what I had come across. One of the reasons I got this particular collection of, of Shungite some time back uh, was that I'd read in one of Cozy Rev's experiments uh, some of the uses that he had put the Shungite to. And I thought, oh, well, that's very interesting if you could actually do that. I won't go into the details of those right in this minute. Anyway, um, So I'm just sitting there with a meter, and I thought, aha, let let me check this. So I had the meter all set up, and I got it set up right at the focal point of the highest level of EMF out of a laptop and one of those um, LED desk lamps overhead, and I was right at the sweet spot, so to speak, between the uh, battery of the laptop and the transformer capacitor of the the lamp, and I got a very high reading of 61. And it's in a small spot, maybe the... The size of the spot was like uh, uh, maybe a baseball, maybe or maybe a softball, right? You'd move it around in there, and you'd get in this little area, and you'd get like 61 reading. And it would drop off, you know, 53, 48, so on if you move it away. or uh, You'd get a little bit higher, but it would fluctuate. So it got up to like 78 if you got a little bit closer to the capacitance source for the um, LED lamp. And it made a difference whether the LED lamp was on uh, natural light or high intensity. Um, anyway, though, so uh, the cool part of this was I had a little disc, a little tiny disc, size of a dime, uh, a little bit thicker. Maybe it was two, you know, a, a diameter of a dime, but twice as, twice as thick, like two dimes held together. And um, I just put it behind the meter, just put it between the meter and the computer. And boom, instantly it goes from 61 down to 3. And I was like, holy crap, did I accidentally get this um, little bit of shungite in the exact spot of the uh, uh, radiative force from the computer? And no, it, I didn't. And that was the interesting part. This was something that Cozy Red had talked about, that shungite was, um, should be considered an electromagnetic, uh, as you know, so an electric field, but also in a magnetic field, entirely separate, uh, sponge. And that that it had remarkable properties that way, seeming to uh, draw away force. Now, I'm going to go in and start investigating the Shungite relative to just strictly magnetic fields, but I've been playing around with it with the um, uh, electric fields here the past few days. It was truly remarkable. Uh, Just the computer alone, uh, if you stuck your face like uh, right over the laptop or you had the thing sitting uh, on your lap, uh, which I'd never do anyway. But if you did that, you'd be getting exposed at a level of like uh, this combined uh, volts over meters um, at 53. This is just a lot easier to express it with these kind of numbers rather than the actual uh, electromagnetic field numbers coming out at you know uh, uh, 0. 0.0004951, and you know. Uh, uh per millimeter rise, you just don't want to get into that in a discussion with it. So anyway, so the combined number is 53 uh, volts over uh, per meter uh, exposure. Now it, what it's doing is it's taking the um, the amount of the sample at that particular point, and is it expanding it with the computer as though that whole meter in which this uh, div- that, like a meter square all the way around it, or meter cubed actually, it's a meter cubed um would be filled at that level which we know not is not the case because you can move it a little tiny bit this way and it drops right but it's projecting that for the entire um a meter cubed and what it's doing is doing some math to combine these various values into this uh overall value and it has to express it as a value Uh, within a space, and uh, it's just better to use the whole meter cube and project it for that. Even though everybody who uses the meters knows that that's not factual, it is a uh, decent representation to deal with on these kind of quick and dirty experiments. Anyway, though, so it is consistent that any tiny amount of shungite, all the way up to big bits of shungite, and I've got some fairly large pieces here, uh, instantly reduces the EMF reaching the meter... Uh, down to a small fraction. And uh, there is some little tiny bit of correlation to the size of the shungite uh, and the level of reduction. None of it would... Um, uh, so basically, no matter what size piece I used, I would instantly drop down from 53 volts per meter down to one or less. Um, anywhere the guide was placed between the... Uh, meter and the source. Um, it didn't matter where it was, and it didn't matter the size. Now, um, if you got some of the bigger pieces in there, you could get it down to like, uh, you know, 0.75 and 0.5 and so on, um, volts per meter uh, being expressed, uh, but basically all of it was would drop it from 53 down to one or less. Remarkable, and and even this little thing that was a diameter of a dime, and this little piece, and um, uh, twice the thickness of a dime, would also reduce it down to one. It would hold it at like maybe point nine, you know, or, or nine, eight, something like that. So it was doing a really good job as well. So this is an interesting aspect of this, that it didn't matter much. You could see the cone uh, by using, moving the guide around, you could um, imagine, so to speak, the cone of radiation coming out of the screen of the computer, as well as the battery and the operating area, the chip and so on. And you could move it around in there and determine when you were in that cone by just shifting this a few millimeters and see where the radiative patterns were. And as soon as the shungite entered into the um, effective cone of focus, uh, the whole thing would just drop from 53 down into below one. It's quite remarkable indeed. And so Cozy Rev's description of shungite being a uh, radiative sponge uh, really is accurate. Um Very interesting as well. So now, uh, just because, hey, this is really interesting news, uh, what I've started doing is just wearing a small shungite medallion. Thus, if I'm exposed to uh, radiation, especially anything excessive, uh, I have on me a protective source that will suck it up, hopefully, faster and better than me. And so I won't have any radiative damage from the stuff. Uh, It's really interesting. It works to some degree with just straight radio waves as well. It'll actually sort of heat up in the presence of radio waves. I haven't gotten to that experiment. That was just something that I was reading in one of the Cozy Rib books I'd gotten recently. Uh, Anyway, so EMF and um, Shungite. So if I owned an electric vehicle, uh, I'd have some kind of, like, mat of Shungite that I would sit on. Um, that would protect my NADS and up through my back, right? Up through my kidneys and the other, uh, uh, soft organs that are, um, sort of exposed to the, to the irradiation, to the radiative field of the EMF, uh, up through the seats and so on. And just, just as a precaution, probably I would also (laughs) have a sheet of the stuff to drape over my lap, um in other sensitive areas like the heart just to prevent the emf exposure but you know uh i doubt people will really take a, a much um heat of that however uh it looks like we're at peak electric vehicles right we're not at peak electric vehicle production but we sure seem to have hit peak electric vehicle um buying uh it may be the economic aspects of things but um it may also not be the economic aspect because when you look into the surveys that are being done on uh, current EV owners that are in the process of purchasing a new purchasing a new vehicle, uh, 90 plus percent of them are not buying electric. They're buying um, uh, what do they call them now? ICE, uh, you know, internal combustion engines, right? Uh, because they can't deal with the problems that the electrics are causing. And around here in, in Washington State, we've got some severe issues. So there was um, a Tesla that ran out of juice over here in one of our little local bergs, and they had to um, hire a tow truck to haul it 77 miles back to Olympia uh, to get a charge there was no charging facility that was uh, available or operating or something. There's one in Aberdeen. I don't I don't know why it wouldn't work for them or if it was full. Actually, I think there's two in Aberdeen now. One over by the Walmart and um, one over by the buses and the bank there. But in any event, though, they um, uh, they ended up having to haul it all the way back to Olympia. Uh, so an expensive tow just to get a charge. Uh, anyway, though, so, and we've, <laughs> we've heard horror stories out here about um a Volvo electric vehicle electric car smaller electric car uh that was uh, purchased and used out here and and these fuckers are heavy right and that heaviness is not spread out over uh a bigger area with wider tires the way you might spread the heaviness of a pickup truck out right so it's 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 more distributed so there's not as much um weight concentrated on uh individual small square foot um or small footprint tires. Anyway, this poor um, uh, uh, electric vehicle Volvo car was driven out into some sand, and we're just at that point now where we're getting dry sand as well as the wet sand. Um, and you know they knew enough to avoid the dry sand, but they didn't understand the nature of tidal action.
2: <clears throat> <clears throat> okay, so people, I just wanted to—he's going off onto other topics. He might mention Shanghai a little bit more, but. I think that's as far as I got. So that's from his substack. Uh, if you, on the search engine, if you just type his name in then substack, I think the title of it is uh, "Ether Pirates of the Materium. Ether's with an A-E. Um, the clip is from May 7th. Uh, title of the clip is Don't Say That About Charlie's Clone. He's talking about Charlie Ward and Simon Parks initially. In about nine minutes, 39 seconds, he, he goes off on what I just played. So what I did was there's about uh, close to 400 comments in the um, sub stack. And then Derek's site was promoted a bunch of times, which is cool. Um, and then I went ahead and replied to a bunch of those, if not most of them, regarding uh, Nancy's clip on YouTube about the stem cells and the S4 sticker, uh, Derek's Veterans Today article, and then um, I think Kat's experience in L.A. with the uh, biogeometry in 5G. So if people it yeah. if if
3: if Cliff had had a chance to test this the stickers he would have been more impressed because the the powder shungite is far more powerful than a piece of shungite. You, you notice how none of his instruments as fancy as they are can detect the direction of spin the torsion field. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> That's why the instrument the I disagree with the statement he he's I I get it he's following his evidence to make his determination that no fault in doing that. But his evidence is telling him, oh, how the uh, voltage is dropping down to one or almost zero. No, it isn't. What happens is that the instrument cannot see the change in spin. Therefore, the instrument cannot tell you that how the energy is being transmuted. So the energy is now positive as opposed to being negative. So he sees it that it's it's, always absorbing it. It's blocking it shanghai doesn't absorb anything but unfortunately he doesn't he's not doesn't have that kind of instrument to tell him that
0: yeah Yeah. you need you need to have a human being (laughs) it's the only meter we have for that torsion (laughs) spin change yeah
2: it's interesting because um one of the people that popularized i know we have three minutes here for break is uh richard hoagland he was talking about the hyperdimensional physics face on mars and then his next thing was he had this device he went down to the different pyramids like in in mexico and and did measure the torsion and showed it graphically i think i don't know where he had some of those videos but i mean we i mean you go to like derek's uh fairs festivals you have people with the with the curlian video and photography or video photography, the GDV gas discharge, um, forget the V stands for, but a lot of these are Eastern European Russian measurements. And then you have, of course, the, uh, dowsing rods, biogeometry has that in their basic courses and then you can buy on their sites. So, um, it, it it's, it's the clockwise counterclockwise, right? Um yeah. clockwise being natural nature. Um, yeah and then i go back to my frustration with with um and Nancy mentioned mark Steele, where he's aware of the quantum world and and, and then the spiritual war we're in i talked about this a couple of weeks ago in radio five g it's it's it, we're familiar with the five fifth generation warfare so this whole time it's been a sixth generation the the uh the the spirit war right um but anyway i i'm sure next hour derek can go off on that and all the things he has in his is um uh, not just sight but the physical you know with with all the life force experimental meter and uh, various things he, he measures um yeah i think that that's all i got on that two minutes left
0: derek did you want to comment on that
1: um yeah not in that two minutes but that was crazy that he was um talking and all that because i hadn't had, had heard, heard cliff um get that much into shungite i like that he confirmed the size isn't um you know the the aspects you really need to be looking at or the volume of, of shungite um the greater thing was that he was putting out that you know any size has an effect um and i had not heard that um so no that was interesting this i'm gonna have to listen to the whole um what was a podcast i guess you pulled it from mark is that what you said
2: his uh sub stack starts about nine minutes 39 seconds
1: oh okay um, you said they referenced um our store or something
2: on there. Is that what you said? Um within the three hundred plus comments, yeah, they mentioned. there's oh, a, a couple that mentioned mystical wares, put a bunch of links, frequently asked questions and, and yeah, they mentioned it like three to five times in the thing. So, awesome, cool. I'm glad you are getting some kind of national or worldwide recognition. Yeah.
1: Well I'm glad they're doing well, I'm yeah, I appreciate that too, and I'm glad they are because we're getting those Shungai studies. So that's good because I did throw up like Nancy mentioned at a the, the show, another uh, we didn't get the number out there, but I probably put another 30 studies up on the Shungite FAQ on mysticores.com where, again, you can download the whole study itself um, and check them out yourself. And there's all and there's others, another 30 i got to put up there still. It's just some of them are hard to wrap your head around when you hear the terminology. And I'm talking about myself as well, so it's kind of like, what the heck? So I'm trying to keep the ones that are easily digestible up there. Uh, but I'll pause now because I think we have to go to a break.
0: Yeah, we can go to break. And I just want to go on the record that if you read Shanghai Reality, you're going to have the answers to all of this. <laughs> you know, that's why that book has been translated into Russia, because the Russians were, were clamoring for it. I had two translators volunteer to do it for free, you know. We had this information from the get-go, and if these people would open their... I think they're going to be led to it, but I just want to go on the record and say, hey, Walt, Derek, myself, you know, we combined to get virtually everything that'll explain why it's happening and how it's happening. And when they get a feeling for that, Well, then you're going to really see some interesting things happen. Okay, so here we go. We're going to go to break. Let's see, where are we? Oh, that's interesting. Here we go.
5: the music video for my latest single freedom I'm incredibly grateful for your love and your support and I hope the song inspires and uplifts you before we begin I'd
0: like to share a special gift with you my free three-day reset
4: Now is our time, our time to
0: work together, to create justice
4: for each and every person.
0: Welcome back to Shanghai Reality. It is May 9th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condon, Mark Joseph, and Walt Silver. Um, I just want to um, promote mystical wares. <laughs> and today, I just I was cleaning something up and I found a, a, a card from you, uh, Derek, Mystical Wares card. And on the back of it it's talking about Google. Um why don't you tell people how they can give your store a uh a heads up here or I mean thumbs up Oh there? yeah
1: no I appreciate that yeah I mean Google reviews do matter and Yelp as well so if people take the time to go there and um you know review us <clears throat> and that's reviewing us either you know in store if you're local or the online store both ways they both apply because obviously we're both um and that does make a difference because people Read them, um, you know, as all of you do, and that, you know, and the more we get, the more positive input, the more, you know, energy we get to share. We've never slowed down in gifting the guide either. We're, I've been sitting working um, behind the scenes the last couple of days, making additional graphics, um, talking about that too, and in, uh, including sharing the guide with beekeepers. So, um, but yeah, no, as far as doing that, promote helping promote us, even just referring people to us, we appreciate um, and that's why I now put so much more effort in putting the studies on Shungite, because even hearing that, I'm, I'm re-encouraged. Well, shoot, I better get some more now that they're sharing the Shungite FAQ page out there. Like Mark was pointing out, I want to get more of the studies that I still have yet to even talk about up. So I'm going to make that happen um,
2: so we can all benefit as well. Now, uh, I think you cut out there for a minute.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, I, I re-muted myself. <laughs> um, so so you go to Google and you put in mystical wares and then there's like a button or something that says yeah, review.
1: review. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Then you can say leave a review and um, you know, hopefully hopefully a positive review. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, that's how you can do it. And then, or Yelp are the two places that I'm aware of. Um, and there's, you know, Facebook
0: as well. You can do if, if, if people are on social media. Uh, and then everything just- helps. And I do want to reiterate, because because obviously, if Cliff, I just did a a thing on Shanghai. Shanghai Shanghai's about to take a boost. Okay, people are going to want it because of the current world affairs. Russia is not shipping Shanghai to the West. You can get it through China, but as soon as you do that you've put an energetic signature associated with it that is not as pure as if you could get it directly from the shungite mines in russia but derek has it okay so mysticalwares.com go there for shungite you're not going to get any better pricing than you get from him they're shipping and that you know they get it out right away there's no Negative aspect to it because they are also one of the places that says, if "You, if you have some kind of a problem, we'll give you your money back." So there's no possibility of loss. But more, the most important thing is, is it's absolutely guaranteed to be shungite from Karelia, Russia, out of the mines. Okay, so i just wanted to to uh, point that out. Okay, so where are we at?
2: Uh, okay, so let me see. Um, so and with Walt's um, Shungite resonators, one of the reference he always goes to, and in his um, when you receive the device, you get, um, I, I think one of uh, one of the graphics is of the uh, Rose uh, resonator, and that partially references Dan Winter's uh. Work and he does have a youtube page and he um came out with a new uh i don't know, kind of a group call on the 6th called restoring broken pieces of soul memory and lucid dreaming and wanted to just sh- share highlights on that because it does relate to you know we're we're pretty much like in in low 4d going into mid 40 and and uh shungai does help to stabilize all of that stuff right um uh so as far as Shanghai helping, um, you know, uh, uh, we know, the Western world is big on using, um, artificial chemicals. And so one of the things, uh, Dan mentioned, I'm just going to share highlights here At around 36 minutes of that, um, YouTube video. He was talking about people who use too many drugs. Um, their, uh, energy spin is asymmetrical. It, he calls it implosion from. Chemically induced bliss, and uh, so what ends up happening is people have huge holes in their aura, and of course, you know you get chungaid on you that rebalances everything, and you want to get the best one, you get the the cosmic silver version that Derek, you know, um, has in mystical wares. Uh, let me see other highlights he shared that the Earth grids. Um, i think i think, I wonder if I think you guys mentioned that in cosmic reality um or no say what show um on Saturday where uh referencing Bruce Cathy that um what is it uh certain like atomic bombs could not be dropped anywhere you want they had to be on certain parts of the the earth, the earth grid for it to have like maximum effectivity or something like that was you that I forget if it was you guys or, or, or Dan Winter? No, so it, it
0: was a, it was us. And it, it wasn't only the location, it was the time. Hmm. Okay. The reason they haven't had a nuclear war is because these... Uh, uh, a nuclear explosion, which is a huge plasma ball, actually... And this is according to Farrell. Let me see if I can pull this out. Actually takes its energy from the environment okay so when it starts to happen it's like pulling in all of the potential energy field that's surrounding them in the context of uh place and space okay and that's why you get the ETs all of a sudden very interested in us because when you do that, that's when you're affecting other layers of this multi-layered universe, other dimensions, other people, other <laughs> universes. So that, that's why that happens. And um, I'm getting, I, I, I was so focused on trying to remember what Farrell had said that I kind of lost the question here. Um, <clears throat> where were we?
2: yeah i was going off on the the atomic bombs and then oh, okay, Earth okay. the okay earthquakes. So,
0: yeah so that's why it's also time relevant is that you have to, to for them to work they have to have a certain amount of energy surrounding them you know where they're gonna you have to have a place in space a place and uh, in time space where there's enough energy to actually fuel the nuclear explosion does that make sense? Yeah. That's why that's why he, he 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 and he did his research. <clears throat> he, he 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 went through if you remember and he would, he would have a location of a, a – just what do they call it a test okay they'd have a test of this thing and he was able to show that indeed the testing was done on per, the 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 nodes of the energy field where he said that it had enough energy to do it. So, of course, you know, it's... That's it's why like, they persecuted him, because he was spilling the beans. <clears throat> oh, big time. Big time. <laughs> I, I'm surprised. Well, he, you know, he didn't die, but a, I think in 9 or something. I kind of thought he had gotten 86 long before that. So, but, yeah.
2: Okay, back to um, the highlights here. Uh... Lost my place. I did. Um, oh, the term entanglement, quantum entanglement. Uh, Winter said uh, it's he calls it perf- it's perfection and phase conjugation. Um, well, what, what I forgot what his explanation of, of phase conjugation means. What was that? What is that? Term okay,
3: mean? he he's using the the term conjugation, not like normally in in usual conversational language. The word conjugation is something that you use in like uh, conjugating verbs. For example, you know I run, he runs, she runs. You know you you conjugate a verb, but he uses the term conjugation like in conjugate conjugate relations between a couple, because what he's saying is that when when you have a, for example a, whether it's a sound signal or an electrical signal you have a waveform. Okay. If you have another frequency striking that signal, they you create an interference because they are different. But when they are correctly different, when they are different by the value of phi 1.618, they do not create interference. They create conjugation. What happens? Conjugation, like like uh, conjugation between a couple, is that the two waves give birth to a third, and those three waves, which are separated by the value of one point six eight, in turn give way to a fourth and a fifth, and, and it just keeps going and going and going. And that's why he came up with a graphic that looks like a rose. Because when you look at a rose from above, uh, the petals kind of are rotating toward the center to a point of infinity. So that's, that's the wave conjugation. And it's only possible when the space separating the two waves is 1.618. That's when you get our phase conjugation. If you, if you try another value, you don't, you don't get conjugation and you get interference. That's what, that's why it's so, such an important value. And that's what, in the resonators, that's the, that's the principle. That's why there are two coils. One is spinning clockwise. The other one's spinning counterclockwise. And the value separating them is 1.618. So that in turn, so the effect that you're achieving by doing that, because one coil is contained without the other one, number one, you get toroidal, uh, you get, uh, what do you call it? concentric toroidal fields, meaning one field inside another field. And because they are separated by 1.618, yes, you get two, then you get a three, and then you get four. They just keep multiplying because they're separated by the value of phi.
2: Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. for clarifying that. Um, So in in relation to that, um, he also mentioned, and this goes back to Joseph Cater, um, the book, uh, you guys talked about, I don't know, two, three years ago. It awesome was Life Force. Yes. Yeah. Everyone should get that. If you have Nancy's book, Shungat Reality, of course, Regina Martino's book, Derek's book coming up in the fall, of course, pre order, um, is, is, uh, Cater's book. But he was talking about, uh, Tom Bearden, and he was saying that gravity waves are longitudinal EMFs. So gravity is a form of EMF. And, um, uh, well, you, you've covered that in the Cosmic Reality Show and also that if gravity is an EMF and we have our shungite with us and that helps to stabilize not just the field around us, like what are the implications for that? Asking you guys.
3: Well, the the the, the problem is that we have such a saturated environment of incorrectly spinning torsion field then that our our gravity, our EMF, or what would be a natural EMF is actually spinning incorrectly, and I found that yes, I doused the torsion field of the local localized gravity because gravity always you have to think of in local terms. There's no such thing as universal gravity. Not when you're living on the surface of a planet, and it has so much, so many technical distortions in, created by the man-made technology. That you can't. It'd be nice to think that we have this one local, you know, local to the planet, gravity. But no, gravity does change based on location, based on uh, altitude. So uh, when I doused my local gravity and I, and I doused the question, okay, what is the spin of the torsion field of the local gravity? It, I, I got it that it was counterclockwise. So I found out that yes, you can, you know, using a a properly uh, a me- measured uh, res- resonator with the with the necessary correction, you can actually use Shanghai to correct the local gravity field. So you get uh, spin, you know, the correct clockwise spin. My suggest, my <laughs> I suggest that uh, I don't know. I, I it it must have very once you correct the local gravity field to spin correctly i bet you it has tremendous healing capabilities because now you had a uh, you have all, all the all these negative energies surrounding us are now being corrected
2: yeah to your point i ha- i was going to we, we could go on for hours but i, I i'm a regular <laughs> reader of um zero hedge and, and it's more of a finance um site but they do cover like what you're talking about because for work, I have to go into San Francisco at least two, three times a month. And then, of course, Oakland and Berkeley. And then I have your resonator in my car. And and then, according to your last uh, uh, gauging of its um, radius or, or diameter, it's, it's 440 miles it reaches out to. Mm-hmm. And so, ever since that time, I mean, because I've had the thing what, two years or something? Plus, we have the uh what do you call it the eagle the um mm-hmm. chem or chem buster but uh <laughs> what is it called? um the
3: the the original name is Cloudbuster. that was coined by don croft nancy called it the eagle <laughs> it got it, its name from nancy
2: yeah real quick aside on that so um there was a really good cosmic reality show last sometime last year where, where dolly was talking to dave in regards to the Eagle Grid and how it kind of forms a sort of uh, energetic pyramid, right? And I, I got to find that, so I highlighted it. But there was some implication to that. And now that there are more people, like what? because what there's one near London, right? And then there was another one that, that. Um, what's the, the last two locations of the newer ones?
3: Uh, the last one, the very, very last one is in Pennsylvania. Which okay. Nancy and Dolly said it was very significant because they have a senator that's uh, someone has a, who has a stroke and he can't talk. So I said, why is somebody like that uh, having this kind of job? <laughs> and they said, oh, it's, a, it's it was done deliberate because that, that's how they control. I, said, I Okay. The interesting thing is, uh, the uh, they got they got the eagle and they assembled it. But it's indoors because they have a series of workmen working outside, making yeah. corrections to the property. So, I guess they'll notify me when they finally install it out, outdoors. But they love the energy inside. So, I don't know. It doesn't seem to be going outside anytime soon. It kind of reminded me of the tur- the Shanghai turtle in, in the Ukraine where they kept driving it all over the place Yeah, <laughs> because they kept neutralizing the radiation. You know, that, that's a, that's another test that uh, Cliff High should do. Radiation.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's like how many leagues and years and decades you guys are ahead of. I mean, even Russia themselves, like, okay, this is the place where Shanghai started. Nancy, do we hear anything of of even something close to what you guys are covering? I don't think so. Otherwise, like, if that was even near the case, then they would have been putting s- silver in their shungite in energy devices a while ago but there's only one company that does that in the UK and they credit you guys so
3: <laughs> well we know we know for the, I think they've been super secretive about what they know about shungite because otherwise right. how else did they know to save the lives of the workers that should have died in chernobyl yet they were saved from the uh, uh, radiation exposure by keeping them in those shungite uh, coated rooms, where the the floor, the ceiling, the uh, the, the everything was covered in tiles of Shanghai. I mean
0: that was not an accident. They knew to do that. Well, I think it was in their uh, protection gear, anyway, mm-hmm. because you remember, um, I don't even know where it is or what, but there was a stud- there was a company in Russia that actually started promoting the fact. That they had these gloves that were Shanghai coated mm. to be able to use in all sorts of toxic environments, including radiation. So I suspect that they actually would have put it in the uh, the protective gear to begin with. If you know, because I mean, these people know what they're doing.
3: But they didn't, uh, or maybe it was done deliberate. Why uh, the four the. I know I get it, that they were opposing, they were opposition, but the forces that uh, dug up the the soil in the Chernobyl-affected area, they somebody knew that if they were going to be uh, digging up that soil, they were going to be releasing a lot of radiation, but nobody warned them, and they went ahead and they started exposing all this radiation.
0: That's well, why they... Yeah. <clears throat> no probably what happened is that this I mean because they all they did was to take bulldozers and apparently scrape the top of the soil that had been so contaminated and put it in a landfill.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Now knowing what I know about totalitarian thinking people, they wouldn't have even let people know that that had happened. So now you got 20 years or so since that, that happened, maybe more, and you've got new people in who don't know about that. And, you know, bureaucrats, they they, they do what they're told. They don't look at the history of what happened before. They don't educate. It's, it's part of the, the, the way that they keep people under control. You don't let people know too much, you know, whether it's any any kind of business you know because that's the way you protect your control so i doubt that even the people there knew about that wow uh. i bet it was i bet there was no warnings you know landfill stay out dangerous radiation i bet you would, there was nothing like that they would have kept it a secret because they did quarantine off the whole area i mean it's like i don't know how many miles but it's a huge amount of space it's no yeah I saw, I saw the documentary
3: with the aerial photography of uh, all the abandoned buildings how eerie the
0: whole thing looks uh but yeah you, you got people living there yeah and, and so much wildlife came back uh, yeah yeah the wildlife is outrageous because there's no humans there to kill them no <laughs> yeah. yeah anyway mark did we an- or did walt answer that question
2: yeah, yeah. Uh love these tangents. So, of course, Cosmic Reality old shows archive. You guys cover Fukushima, Shanghai was used in that. And uh currently in Ukraine too with um there's a resonator going around there. Uh let me see. So, oh yeah, okay. So, going back to the longitudinal EMFs, uh, you know, equal to gravity waves. Um I think that- co- Oh, yeah, so we're going back to to me having your re- at resonator and going around. So one of the thing um, I, I, I was mentioning zero hedge and, uh, as San Francisco has been popping up a lot in, in, uh, headlines. So one of them, I don't know if it was a month ago, but the, uh, governor or whoever's acting as, uh, sent in the national guard because of all of the drug use and this and that. And, 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 uh, chaos like one of the newer whole foods in one of the worst parts of town was recently closed it's interesting too because that's one of the places i work and so the day my boss came to visit from colorado because he was going to talk to our whole team and for for the retail services that we do um they closed like that and that's what was made that day so it was interesting timing um
3: closed definitely or just temporarily
2: um, I think temporarily, but then now, like last week, there was announcement of all of these in, in, in the Market Street, which is like the next to Twitter, all of these other stores near downtown are closing to Nordstrom, all these big name stores. So, I mean, obviously we're seeing this in Portland and LA and things like that, but it, it's like, like uh, detoxing, right? Um, ejecting out all of the bad stuff. So anyway, because I I was just in SF and I had to go to to uh, what six of their Whole Foods yesterday. They have about eight or nine. So, um, okay, back to the Dan Winter highlights.
3: Uh, But when you say that, sorry to interrupt. you, But when you say detoxing, detoxing what? What is it that they're detoxing by closing all these stores?
2: Um, my way of saying that is meaning like they're all of the bad stuff has come into the surface, right? Like exposure to light and people are leaving the city. Oh, and, and, and I mean, cause how many decades has it been known that even Zach he's the Google whistleblower, uh, had said that China owns one third of SF and, um, you know, that, that makes sense in terms of all of the, the, obviously the smart grid, the tech influence, the 5g, 6g, that whole thing in there. Um, Anyway, yeah, yeah, just... just but just,
3: you, you're you, saying that evacuating that city is actually a good thing?
2: As, as far as cleaning it up and, like, just, just uprooting a lot of the things that brought all that chaos in there.
0: Oh. Okay, there's... We shouldn't get off on this, but um, one of the things that could be happening is that, that yes, what, what you're describing, you can see that clearly... But on the other side of it, if you're taking out all the big names out of an area and somebody comes in like, oh, I don't know, a new president and starts to put their powers to creating an environment where legal elections are being had and you clean this up, you can clean it up very quickly A lot of ways to do it. They just don't want to do it because they want this chaos and this destruction. But what if it will clear out all of the, you know, the big ones and allow the small operators to come back in? You know, because every time they do something, it kind of blows up in their face. Um, I can I can see an opening to essentially what you're saying there, Mark is you know get rid of all this dead stuff and have an open. Now they want They want to get rid of all this, the people in the cities and everything, in California, because supposedly they want to put some kind of a train thing in there. There's that story. That's an old story, right? Because the the in the blueprints for this high speed tra- train. It goes through these cities and the same areas that you have all this crazy, you know, destruction of the cities. So who knows? But from our standpoint, if we just start thinking in terms of, oh, okay, get rid of all these big places and you know, get a change in government and everything, which is is going to happen, and you know, we can rebuild with smaller. local people you know it takes it back to that local concept that we like to talk about mark so it can be okay it can be okay it could be actually very good just pointing that out
2: yes it's like why is it sf is being the focus lately so not to get too deep in current events but there is the san francisco federal reserve branch as a key thing next to new york um as as far as the fluctuations with the the finance markets right and so um what it is 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 uh um i'm referencing tom luongo here the the finance guy of like the fed battling against davos and like holding our own so that the cbdc doesn't come in but i wanted to read this quick thing i mean not so quick but of of what you're talking about nancy this is on the 7th of may Uh, san francisco becomes ghost town as major retailers flee uh newsom has called up the california highway patrol and california national guard to combat sf's out of control open air drug market as parts of the progressive run city descends into chaos Uh, chp officers the highway patrol uh, will be deployed across uh, tenderloin and south of market neighborhoods while guardsmen will run intelligence analyses operations behind the scenes the governor brought The two agencies together as the drug related deaths in the city jumped to 41% in the first uh, first quarter. Uh, One of the Walgreens, a drug store, has closed 22 locations in the area, um, attributing it to multiple factors, including retail thefts. The mayor attributes the closing to the fact that Walgreens stores are not generating enough venue due to oversaturation. Um, And then there was a Twitter comment that it's been Completely surreal watching a major city like SF become a ghost town in real time. Tons of restaurants and business closures. Way less commuters, empty buildings everywhere. All tech companies bounced and people got priced out. Just a hollow city now. So it's close to 30% office space is vacant. Um, more than seven times higher than the vacancy rate of early 2020. So just a quick rundown there.
0: Okay, the, I, yeah. The, 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 there is that aspect of... The cities that seem to have the deterioration, and this is uh, Catherine Fitz, um, the, the people that are having the, the Austin Fitz, the, 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 you know, deterioration in the cities, it's all very close or surrounding a Federal Reserve Bank, correct?
2: Those will be called the opportunity zones to set riots so that the land okay. be, can be bought up cheap.
0: Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. But the thing of it is, is that those areas are, those buildings are built on specific ley line nodes. They're power bases. You know, you know that whole concept of, of putting buildings on top of power places. So, you're cleaning out the big crapola from the power places. Again, it's an opening to essentially offset evil. They're doing it for us, <laughs> you know, instead of instead of these big federal banks standing there with the curse of money associated with them. And, you know, if you listen to the to the Feral tape, uh, it, it gets into a, a very strange aspect to it. OK, because in the midst of his research, they started talking about demons and he, he he was like, what is this all about? And there's a very fascinating discussion about it. But we keep saying that there is a spiritual war between what works and what doesn't, in my opinion, but between good and evil in some definitions and between God and Lucifer and other definitions. So, you got this, this different kind of a concept in there of this evilness, this energy thing. And if, again, it goes back to, okay, let's take it to the 3D. If those buildings are being built on those kind of power places, then to take them all the surrounding down, yes, they have a different, different thing. They think they're doing it for another purpose. But in my reality, no, they're opening it up to allow a new type of economy to grow. So, I don't think people should get depressed about what they're seeing um, because you're being shown certain stuff. Stand back from it and think of, okay, so they're doing this. Well, what if we did this? What if we think of those areas as not being you know, polluted with, with drugs and feces and everything else and dead bodies? Think of it as a small town environment where everybody knows everybody else and everybody's working on a, the concept of I've got, you need, we trade. And the concept of, here, let me give you the opportunities to experience life and to grow. And the first thing I'm going to do is teach you how to think. Okay, so we, we can re reimagine what is there into what we want it to be. And if you look at it from that standpoint, it's like all of a sudden you see all this stuff that looks really bad actually is like Mark is pointing to. It's a cleaning out process. So, okay. <laughs> Turn it back to you, Mark. Or Derek, you want to comment on any of this? You no, know I just
1: found it was interesting. I didn't, I didn't know. And Mark, you're on the ground there, so... Um, what you were reading? Does that sound accurate?
2: Yeah. Uh, so, because I I went to what was it six to seven um, Whole Foods stores in in SF for work, and uh, I mean I, I got your stuff completely in the car. I'm wearing it. No, what is it? Uh, the tiger eye and and, and bracelet, and then um, a couple of the rocks, cosmic, uh, was it cosmic silver rocks. My pocket in the car, right? Waltz resonator. And so I have zero issues on the road, like completely smooth sailing, you know, all that stuff. No, no issues. When, you know, when I have these on me, uh, but of course we're a Shungite being, so not that I need it, but it's calling it, calling it in. Um, yeah, yeah. uh, Totally accurate. And then since we, you're mentioning it, Derek, um, how, how Seattle, because we see this pattern in a lot of big cities, right? So What's the Seattle, Seattle been looking like?
1: Uh, horrible. Yeah. You don't even want to go. Yeah. Well, I mean, one word and anybody is in the area would say he's being nice. Um, yeah, no, it's not, it's not, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't go there as a tourist. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's not, it's unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to make too many comments, but no, it's not great. It's, um, and I drive up and down the whole, west coast um many times a year as we've mentioned before so i get to see all the big cities including san francisco la and just all of them portland um and no just up and down i-5 interstate 5 is just not great um the the energies and what's going on as far as businesses and yeah it's a whole resetting change happening and people trying to move out but up here there's nowhere to go meaning if you're trying to find a place to rent good luck on any given day you're going to have maybe like, and I'm not kidding, like three places as an option and have who knows how many people going up against you. So it's just, uh, yeah, no, it's not a great situation up here.
2: Yeah, and so a lot of your Mystical Wear's products reflects that of, of like the the C60 soccer ball-shaped buckyball and we get the Buckminster Fuller quota. Instead of fighting the old system, you build a new one. And, um, you know, rippling out, You're you're constant with that. Uh, and that's why I keep buying from you. And then, um, so to what Nancy was saying, these ley lines and then these certain points where these buildings are. So, there was a Gateway Pundit um, story. I don't know if it was a Halloween joke or something, but they have the Salesforce Tower, which is known for, like, if you cross the Oakland Bridge going into SF, you see this visual of, of, like, soccer games or whatever on top of the tower, one of the biggest in the city, in SF. And so, as a joke, they had the Eye of Sauron, and <laughs> I think it was Halloween or something, on top of the Salesforce Tower. Um, and it's like, okay, that's obviously a place I got to shungite, because if they're doing that as a quote-unquote joke, then there's obviously something else going on there. And of course, they, a, a huge part of their, their uh, company left the city, too. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm shungiting the whole valley here all around, so doing my part but getting back to the um downwinder thing the highlights uh let me see he was talking about there was a a quote on a tribal shaman a tribal shaman sets intent so that only the right ancestors join the conversation so you have that uh that entanglement thing going on again and it's all based on intention setting right The, the power of thought and um he was—he's promoting this uh, uh, site called LucidDreamTeam.com based on the stuff they've been working on and how to alter brainwaves so that we can all, you know, lucid dream in this dimension and others and and work together into like um beyond like the Inception movie. But um, one of the things he was talking about that this is a teachable science. It's much like how um, he was also mentioning uh it, a beehive cannot swarm unless royal blood is p- present uh because it, it's who can steer it's the navigator uh royal blood is the name of s- someone who has access to enough bliss to be charged radiant and uh, again that just means like um a, a stronger and more expansive aura um a bioelectrical field um let me see he was talking about jesus from the essenes uh of Royal Egyptian blood going back to Toth and, and the Giants. Um and the the bee thing kept coming up, which was good, talking about the, the the bee sounds, and I know you guys covered that last week too, of um healing the sick and, and all kinds of diseases by being in the presence of the sound of bees. So that was around the one twenty-six hour and twenty-six mark. And they talked to an indigenous uh woman of of her you know, validating all of what Dan was talking about with, um, you know, the, the shamanism stuff and the experience of being able to see with your eyes closed. So that was around an hour and 29 minutes um, of how fasting does help lucid dreaming and going into the forest of, of initiation. Um, and, and Dan was talking about if we lucid dream together, that's a way of uh, boosting the, the planet's immune system. Uh, and then he recently had a new book come out called uh, mm. Plank, "Plank Fire: uh, Perfected Collapsed Consciousness and Negentropy. So the book is actually free if you go to go to goldenmean.info forward slash Plank Fire P L A N C K P H I R E. Um, there's a free PDF download. I'm waiting for the the paperback version. This is his fifth book out, and so. Yeah, this is one of the cornerstones of Walt's uh, Shungat Resonators, right? Um, I don't know, any comments on that?
3: I just wanted to mention that, uh, uh, sorry, I don't mean to change the subject, is that, but since you're aware of the of the spooky device and, and its use of right frequencies, I just wanted to let you know, Our I don't know if you knew, but that's one of the things that's in the in the presets. Uh, you can apply any frequency. That that let's say you have a feeling, a uh, frequency for healing or for killing a specific type of pathogen or or pest or anything. You can actually uh, apply it to an existing preset called the Golden Mean Ratio. So whatever frequency it is, it actually it's because the, the the spooky device has two outputs, channel A and channel B, and it actually has a way of uh, playing with these two. It does different effects by ha- having two outputs. So one of those is to output the base frequency, and then the second frequency is separated by 1.618. So you're actually sending it that as a... It's a wave conjugation. You're using wave conjugation on a right f- frequency to, to give you an idea how how useful and how used this is. This uh, this technique is the thing with the golden mean ratio.
2: Yeah, and you do offer that on your site as as uh, uh, long distance healing, mm-hmm. um, and also Derek does too. Uh, Derek does have a sign up for um, specific weekly. Uh, Scalar uh, send outs people can sign up for and reg- register so um, they are
0: free they're free yeah I say they're free, so you just have to remember to sign up, and I highly recommend it
2: right, okay um yeah, I've signed up for it too and and recommend people bookmark that and and check frequently what what, what he's offering there, and also for a longer range version of that too um so i was gonna go to the alex collier highlights it's interesting the synchronicity because he also mentioned cliff um in the same weekend um also in regards to silver because you know silver is a huge thing in 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 terms of uh derek's multi-application of shungite um but i think the highlight here is um what is it um the transition we're going through and um what is it um that we're multi-dimensional beings and that as far as smoothening out the transition the trick and and the key this was about 49 minutes and because you can find Alex collier's um uh, recent webinar q a in in brighteon so at around 49 minutes he was talking about how the to smoothen out the transition the trick and the key is to remember <clears throat> that we're multi-dimensional that we've forgotten what it means to know that. And we're never slaves unless we choose to be. Um, and not to be afraid of what we see and know. And that it's like a, um, things are happening so fast. It, it could be like a, a rush of wind. And when that wind leaves, we're in the new reality. Um, and that we're all aspects of light and source. And so for family members and friends who do get scared and are in fear and remind them to fall back into love. Uh, find something you love. Find something personal and sacred and focus on that. Take that energy and expand it to those around you. And you don't even need to say anything. It's all energy. And send out that frequency wherever you are, grocery store, gas station. And that blessing raises the frequency and that energy will still be there uh, even after you leave. It doesn't dissipate. Um, so as, as we're transitioning you know, through uh, 40, You'll get these pieces of intuition and clues, and and these things will click off in your your um, um, what do you call it your heart mind, and it it, it's like a a combination lock goes off, and then things will all line up. So we're moving faster and faster into that, and of course, um, like in any kind of transition, you know, um, Collier was recommending people stock up in your pantries um, full of cans and and get together with local farmer co-ops as far as just cushioning uh, where we're moving towards. So um, I I don't know what you guys' opinion Not To me, it's not necessarily a collapse, but transference of of power. And I know, Derek, you've uh, talked about the the vibrational resonant version of this, of... um, changing of frequencies so it's not so much a collapse but i don't know if you can um reframe recontextualize it for us as far as a, a smoother sailing
1: yeah no, uh, either I, of I'm, you
2: guys Sorry.
1: yeah sure no I'll, I'll give a little bit input. <clears throat> excuse me um yeah it's gonna be a whole lot smoother it's not gonna be like a tidal wave coming in i always like to jump to my wave or surfing analogies it's just a whole different set of waves coming in. Um, and as long as we all just pay attention, you know, it's, we're going to get our foot in pretty quickly. Um, so I'm not worried about anything. I, I'm, I get warnings all the time. People come in here and me, you know, pull your money out of the bank. Do this. You know, stock up on this. Stock, every scenario you can imagine. And I've looked at them all. Um, and I'll just say, you know, to summarize, I'm not in fear and stress and anxiety of the future. I'm manifesting it. Just like we all are. So let's keep manifesting abundance. Um, and it is, I like the one of you said something earlier about you know, basically the the thought of re redistributing <clears throat> the wealth and things like that, different than what I've heard online, and I can grab everybody's money and give it away. I don't mean like that. I mean by the different people that will be running the businesses and how they're run um in that that perspective. So I see all that changing. Um, to to one degree or another. Um, so I'm not sure where to specifically angle this, but yeah, it's, I'm not. Again, I'm not in fear or anxiety. I don't know if Walter Nancy, you have any input on that.
3: Well, there's no there's nowhere in my case. Okay, where would I run to? <laughs> like Derek's uh, eva- Derek's uh, what do you call it? Evaluation of of Washington or. Uh, Seattle okay where if, if if i had the means to run where would i run to everywhere is the same right
1: <laughs> exactly you change your own you change your perspective is what you do and then everything yeah. else changes around you
3: yeah so you, you make it perfect where wherever you are you make it perfect that's it what else where where, where, where will i run to where the the solution of the old world is not yeah not. The, yeah Man, I have nowhere because it's being dissolved all over the place. So, <laughs>
1: the energy goes where your imagination, you know, I, what is that? The energy flows where your imagination goes, I guess, is one way of putting it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, use your imagination, build it. And that's what we're all doing here as a, a team with Mystical Wares.
3: Yeah, that that's one of the things that uh, that's a product of the old mind programming that. Whenever it was tough in in a place, you, you got to change city, you got to change town, you got to change state. I mean, l- look at me. My whole fo- my my whole family moved countries to get away from the horror that is Argentina. I don't I don't agree with my father's the th- uh, decision because oh God, it's such a different world. that is, I'm glad that we left Argentina, but uh, overall the the that escaping strategy of just moving 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 looking for a perfect place you're not gonna find it because the perfect place is inside you, so you're not you're not out there you're in there in here <laughs> so that's that's where that's you change yourself, you change your reality that's what it comes down to so
2: it's all mindset <laughs> um, and Goes back to what you guys are saying in the other shows of of timelines merging and um, power of consciousness and thought of of, of making our own timelines. But um, what did I recommend to people listening to say what show from Saturday of Dolly's experience with the Slender Man and um, you know putting up our armor layers and, and sending out her version of, of uh, what she calls love blankets love out there uh, and armoring up not in fear but in power of. You know, as as we move through the 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 photon, was it the the photon field that we're going through, the uh, energy bombardment? So, um, I don't, know, Derek, you have anything coming up as far as uh, when was your your next uh, Chrononaut podcast and interviews or uh, local events?
1: Yeah, I'm going to bring up my calendar right now and actually look at that. So we have stuff. We've ramped things up again here at the store. The next Chrononaut Chronicles podcast will be live. Every Monday, uh, 4 p.m. to loosely 6 p.m., uh, sometimes not so long, uh, Pacific Time, for those that are interested. And then, again, you can re- listen to archives or um, show notes and all of that or live chat and or listen um, at chrononotchronicles.com. And then we do have the in-store um, fairs that happen a couple times a month. And we have an online calendar, mysticalcores.com, that show the dates. For example, the next one's going to be on May 20th and 21st. Um, and that's where we have vendors inside. Um, but also, we have uh, different events coming up on, again, in store. We're going to try and record some of these where they are classes. So myself and Mary Beckman will be teaming up. Um, she's a local intuitive psychic medium as well. Uh, so we like to team up in person where we can. And it's kind of fun for you know people to show up in person and, and ask those questions live. And again, we'll see if we can maybe broadcast some of these things. Um, I'm trying to see what else is coming up on the calendar some of the stuff we haven't got up yet as far as dates because we're still working out and setting things um and then in about a month i know you don't want to hear that now there'll be more announcements i can uh, i can put out regarding um some stuff we've been doing behind the scenes here um there's been some some i'll just say filming that's happened here in the last couple of months um so i'll get to talk about that again can't put that out too much now and then we're still working go ahead does somebody have a question Walt?
3: No, I was just wondering if you had a chance to play with the Dyson uh, goggles. Did no, you had a... <laughs>
1: I got uh, to get those back to my
3: friend. I'm glad you just
1: reminded me about that because uh, <laughs> I lent them so, no, and I hadn't had a chance anyway. So it wouldn't have mattered if I had them because um, I've been just you know doing things. But no, I will get them back and um, put them in front of a camera as well and and play around with them. So I'll ke- I'll get you guys updated when I can on well, that. Well,
3: the uh, I I think the I mean, if if I had a pair, the, my my first intention would be to play with those at night outside, because I I real one of the things that I realized, for example, in my backyard where the trees are, is that uh, when I would go out at night, you know, you take flash photos and there's nothing there. All there is there is just the background. I mean, not nothing fancy, but I realized uh, this was years ago, where I would go outside, and I would just take flash photos of the space and I would ask the question out loud, is there anyone here who wants to be in a photo? I would just wait like to 10 seconds and I just would take a couple of flash photos and then all of a sudden the photo was full of of spheres and some of them were were, uh, yellow ones, some were red ones. And uh, all it took it was me asking, and I, it was weird. It was it was almost one of the photos almost looked like it was snowing, and there were so many orbs. But I realized that you have to ask. So my, that one would be my first experiment to wear those goggles at night and see what you see in the back outside in the uh, in the backyard. <laughs> you know That's
0: that would be, that would that would be a great title for a book. You know, you just have to ask. Oh. Unfortunately, we're running out of time here, Derek. What, what were you going to say?
1: Um, I was just going to say that Jules and I just picked up a uh, a telescope for viewing, you know, obviously objects in the sky. So, well, I'm going to put the goggles over the viewfinder and look through that and see. I don't mm-hmm. know if anybody's ever done that. So we'll look at some space objects with that. That's
0: very very interesting. interesting. Mark, you want to say goodbye?
2: Yeah, thanks, everybody. It was fun. Uh, what are we... What's 5 g going gonna be uh, this week, Nancy. What you? It's to gonna
0: be. It's gonna be dark. Journalist with uh, Joseph Farrell, and then I've got to – It's it's not gonna. I have to put something else up. I'm not sure what. But we're gonna be talking science. Great. Plasma. <laughs> and uh, Walt, you wanna say good night. Well, well, we'll be back. Cosmic reality tonight, Eastern six to eight. I'll say bye. Oh,
3: thank you for having me. I'll see you guys later. Thank you. Absolutely. And Derek, say goodbye. Yes, goodbye, everybody.
1: I appreciate everybody and Walt and Mark and Nancy, everybody being here. had a great time. Thank you.
0: And remember, mysticalwares.com for all your Shungite needs. And if you want to get into resonators and big energy devices, see Walt at newparadigmtools.net. See you tonight at 6. You have been listening to the Shanghai Radio Show produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.